Hallelujah. Come on, we exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 We are thankful to have you here this morning in the house of the Lord. Such a beautiful, beautiful spirit. Thank you, worship team, for leading us into a wonderful place of praise and worship. If you are a guest here today, thank you so much for being here. We welcome you, and we pray that you feel something that makes you want to be a part of what the Lord is doing around here in our church family. And um, we are so honored, so very honored that you are here this morning. I'm going to ask you to pray with me real quickly, and then I'll let you be seated, and I'll go into my text from there. Uh, but if there's somebody nearby you there you feel comfortable making contact with, if you could just uh, connect with them, and let's pray together. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you would saturate saturate every person here this morning with your spirit in the name of the Lord God help us to remember the sacrifice that you paid for us the price that you paid the lengths that you have gone to do mighty mighty things for us in our lives I pray that you would minister in every mind in every heart in the spirits of people that your grace and let your mercy and let your blood God rest upon every person here this morning we glorify we thank you for it we thank you for it would you just would you just lift your hands and would you just give praise to him and while you're praising him why don't you just tell him with lifted hands just tell him Lord I surrender to you I surrender to you, Lord God. I give my whole being, my whole person to you. Body, soul, and mind. Jesus' name, amen. You may be, you may be seated. Praise God. In Luke chapter 10, uh, in verse 25, the scripture gives us a story here that Jesus told that many people have heard and it's been preached far and wide and from every different angle and so I'm not I'm not here to uh, seek to bring out or extract some kind of revelation that nobody's heard before but this is what I feel like the Lord wants to talk to us about today and I will tell you that the Lord will do anything that he can to reach you he cares deeply about his creation. And I want to talk to you today about the identity of the Samaritan. In Luke chapter 10 and 25, Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. 
And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. A certain priest came down and saw him and passed on the other side. And a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Everybody say compassion. He had compassion on him. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his beast, on his own beast, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence. And gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy unto him. He that showed mercy unto him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. We, we read first of all about this certain priest and this Levite that both came down and they both had a similar reaction to the man that had fallen among thieves by the side of the road. He had been stripped of his raiment and had fallen there and they both reacted by moving to the other side of the street. And it is assumed because Jericho was a city of the priest and Levites and literally many, many of them live there. It is assumed that the two that are here mentioned are supposed to be returning from the temple duties but they had not lent and learnt they had not learned what the saying that Jesus was talking about meaned when he said I will have mercy and not sacrifice throughout the ministry of Jesus he encountered this attitude from the priest and the Levites of their piety and their self-righteousness and they were trying to condemn Jesus for all that he was doing. And on one occasion, Jesus looked at them and said, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. And he told them, go and learn what this means. That's a strange statement because throughout the entirety of the Old Testament, all we see is talk of sacrifice. Animals that were slain, lambs and oxen and turtle doves and young pigeons and exercises that were given to them in the practice and the exercise of the tabernacle to please God so that the priest could go beyond the veil and offer, sprinkle the blood upon the mercy seat and the sins of the people would be rolled forward a year at the time. When there was a trespass that was committed and people had wronged one another, uh, there was talk of sacrifice to appease God, to 
to mediate a situation, to broker a deal, to enter into a contract or a covenant. That's all we hear is a talk of sacrifice. And so now Jesus is saying something that sounds somewhat counterintuitive to the language that they were used to hearing. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. He was trying to transition them because the priesthood had lost their way. They had lost their direction. They forgot that this whole thing was not about keeping every jot and tittle of the law. It was about loving your neighbor and having compassion upon those. It was the second and the greatest commandment. And the second commandment was like unto the first, which was to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. And so he was emphasizing to them You are doing well to keep the law, but you have forgot about the aspect of love and grace and mercy and compassion in all of this because it's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. And so it 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 was quite an act of pride for these, this priest and this Levite that Jesus was talking about in this illustration to move to the other side of the road and pass by him even though they saw the condition that he was in. The Lord knows the condition that you're in today. The Bible said that the man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he, he is a representation here of fallen man. Now, if we were to rewind the clock and look backwards throughout human history and look at the total debauchery of man, it would be staggering. At the level of iniquity, the cesspools, the things that the enemy has created to, to destroy people's lives, to destroy their minds. He is the thief that has come to steal and to kill and to destroy. He is a destroyer, and so he starts with the mind. He's after the emotions. He he wants to get people's emotions all tied up and wounded. He wants you to have a wounded spirit. He wants you to get offended at people. He wants you to get offended at the word of God. He, He desires, he's doing everything that he can to pull people into the hell that he is destined to spend eternity in. He wants every last person to go there. And so fallen man, fallen man, we've all fallen into a ditch. This man is representative of you and of I. If not for the grace of God, there go I. Amen. Stripped of our raiment, stripped of our identity and of our dignity and stripped down of all kind of a feeling of self-esteem, the abuse Uh, that is in this world, the things that happens to fallen man is staggering. And the Lord, the very people that the Lord put in position and in place to pull people out of the ditch and to give them salvation and to give them remission of sins and to help them to, to understand the love of God and the grace of God. These very men that were called to be the mediators of Israel were passing by on the other side of the road. How many of you ever felt like uh, that everybody in your life was passing by on the other side of the road? Amen. Thank you, all three of you. 
Praise God. These, these, so the man, praise God, so the man, that scares me to death every time. We've got to fix that, please, somebody. Amen. I don't think it's the volume. Amen. It represents fallen man, and so the enemy, the devil, and his angels represent the robbers that stripped him. That thief is after you this morning. There is nothing that he can give to you that is going to last. It's all going to end up in a dead-end street. It'll always leave you in a ditch. Amen. It may be the pleasures of sin for a season, but you're going to end up in the ditch because he only has one goal, and that's to steal from you. That's to destroy you. He does not have any well-intentioned motives for your life. He is going to rob you. He and his angels were represented by the robbers in this story and of course, the priest, that certain priest and the Levite were in a broader sense, they represented the law, the law which was only able to do so much. It showed to them what sin was, but it was unable to pull people totally out of the ditch. Amen. Because it had no power in itself. The Bible said in the New Testament that the law did not have life in it. So the spirit is what gives us life. The Bible said that this Samaritan who has been deemed the good Samaritan found him, he picked him up, he took oil and wine, of course, which is a type of the spirit, both a type of the spirit, the oil is a type of the anointing and the wine is a type of the joy of the spirit, amen. It was the spirit that ultimately lifted this man out of the ditch and took him to an inn, and the inn is a type of the church. The place where the hurting and the wounded and the huddled masses come to be healed and to be sanctified and to be, <clears throat> and to be given hope and to preach faith to and receive the promise of God. If you're thankful for that, say amen. 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 If you're just thankful for that, would you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Amen. So this Samaritan whom the Jews looked at as an outcast, they were rejected because they were considered half-breeds and they were not of this purebred race of Jewish people because centuries before they had intermingled and intermarried with the Assyrians and they formed what was known as this race of the Samaritans and they were considered dogs in the eyes of the Jewish people. But yet it was this person. It was this good Samaritan that went down. And took the oil and the wine. The spirit. He was used of the spirit to pull him out of the ditch. And to take him into the church. And then he left him with this. He said I want you to take care of him. And he said if you are out anything, if you were in any kind of deficit at all, he said, I'm going away. But he said, when I return, I am going to repay you for everything that you have poured into this man's life to take care of him. It is the purpose of the church to take care of the fallen. It is the purpose of the church to take care of the hurting and the hungry and the sick and the derelict. Now, if you're the one of the ditch here this morning, you have walked into a church that'll help you out of the ditch. Whatever the ditch looks like to you. 
I look at people on drugs and alcohol and people that spend their lives looking for the next high and trying to find the next party and they, they're like the prodigal son that leaves and, and they take their inheritance like the backslider and they spend it all on riotous living until they wake up one day and they're fi they find themselves eating out of the trough for the pigs and they say, I must go into my father's house, amen. This is the father's house, amen, where the prodigals welcome. Where the poor are welcome. Where every race and every culture are welcome. Regardless of where you came from or what ditch you're lying in. Whether it's drug addiction. Whether it's a ditch of divorce or abuse or neglect, isolation. It doesn't matter. Amen. It is, it is the purpose of the church to take the oil and the wine and follow and reach down into the ditch, into this fallen man, and help him out of the ditch and bring him to a place of safety. Amen. The Bible said that the man took two pence. That sounds like uh, two pennies, and it may be two pennies. It sounds like nothing, but really back in those days, it was two days' wages, which was a demonstration of God's grace. Jesus may have intended somehow as a sub-theme in this, to demonstrate God's love to given, uh, that is given to those who have not earned it and who do not deserve it. And so let me answer that question for you this morning. If you're someone here that says, I don't know if God will do that for me. I, I'm not sure if I can live that kind of life. I, I don't know if the Lord will forgive me for what I have done. I don't, I'm not sure if, if he can pull me up from the ditch that I'm in. You don't know how deep the ditch that I'm in is. You didn't do anything to earn it, and I didn't do anything to earn it. We didn't do anything to deserve it, but that's what the grace of God is. And that grace is given to sinful people who have no resources within themselves who need the grace and the mercy of Almighty God. Can you say amen? amen. This act of compassion in service should not have been foreign to the priest and to the Levite because it was ordered of them under the law in Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 4. When the scripture said, Thou shalt not see thy brother's ass or his ox fall down by the way and hide thyself from them. Thou shalt surely help them to lift them up again. And then in Exodus 23 verses 4 and 5, If thou meet thine enemy's ox or his ass going astray, Thou shalt surely bring it back to him again. If thou see the ass of him that hateth thee lying under his burden and wouldest forbear to help him, thou shalt surely help with him. It was a commandment under the law. Amen. And they couldn't get it. They didn't understand it. They had lost their way. But there was coming another that was going to reintroduce something called mercy to the human race. They were going to begin to understand something that they had never known before, and that was the grace of God that cannot be earned. It doesn't matter how much you give, you can't earn it. It doesn't matter how much tithe you pay, you can't earn it. It doesn't matter how faithful you are to the house of God, you don't earn grace. No matter how long you pray, how righteous you live, you didn't earn grace. Grace was given to you freely because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So I want to tell you, you may be in a ditch, but the favor of God is reaching down for you here today.
The oil and the wine is reaching down to get a hold of you today. I wish I had somebody that believed what I was preaching. Does anybody remember where you were when the Lord Jesus found you? Come on, praise him here this morning. In the book of Isaiah 58 and verses 6 and 7, he said, Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is, not, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou shalt bring the poor that are cast out into thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou shalt cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. If the church is doing something other than reaching the lost, we need to shut the door until we get back to the mission of Jesus Christ. Amen. I've come to preach this morning and tell you there's people that are laying in the ditch this morning. We've got to get back. I, I didn't get a, I got about 11 of you here. There's people that are laying in the ditch this morning. At some point, we've got to get back to the other side of the road where they're laying in the ditch. And we've got to take the oil and the wine to where they are and bring them to the house of the Lord and bind up their wounds. Somebody praise him here for just a moment. The only one that we have not identified in this typology of the story and this illustration that, gave, uh, that Jesus gave was the Samaritan. But they accused Jesus of being a Samaritan in John chapter 8 and verse 47 and 48. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because ye are not of God. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say not well, that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? In the Living Bible, it says, anyone whose father is God listens gladly to the words of God. Since you don't, it proves you aren't his children. They looked at him and said, you Samaritan, foreigner, devil. The Jewish leaders snarled. Didn't we say along, all along that you were possessed by a demon? Jesus represented his own compassion and his own mercy by someone that the Jews thought was a dog. They were calling him a Samaritan. But what Jesus was saying in this illustration is, I may be just a Samaritan in your eyes, but I'm the good Samaritan. I'm the one that's going to pull people out of the ditch. I'm the one that's going to reach down and get a hold of people that nobody else could get a hold of. I wish I had somebody that would preach with me here this morning. Does anybody remember where you were when the Lord Jesus found you here today? I'm preaching to people that Jesus brought out of drugs and brought out of addiction and brought out of abuse and brought out of a state of dereliction, distant from him. Oh, come on, somebody. Jesus understood. Jesus understood what it meant to be in a ditch. And he wasn't trying to put himself in the role of the priest, though he was the great and eternal high priest. He didn't try to illustrate himself by being just another priest or just another Levite. He chose the opposite perspective 
In other words, what you see on the outside is not what's going on on the inside. So I'm going to represent myself by how you see me. Jesus understood how the woman of Samaria in John chapter 4 felt. She was a Samaritan, but they accused him of being a Samaritan. It doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. If on the inside, you don't care about those that are laying in the ditch. It doesn't matter how pious you are and how you have everything together. If you can't take the oil and the wine and minister to those that have been stripped naked and found half dead laying by the side of the road. I'm going to preach to them for a moment for those laying in the ditch on the side of the road. The Bible said they left him half dead. You walked in this place today half dead. You're breathing literally, but you're spiritually dead. You're half dead. You're not all the way alive. You're not going to be alive until you let the Lord get a hold of your life. Well, I'm preaching to somebody right now that don't think that there's a way out of the stuff that you're in. I'm preaching to somebody that thinks that you've gone too far, that you'll be rejected, that nobody will ever understand the road that you've traveled. I'm preaching to somebody right now that's laying in the abyss of sin and iniquity, but I'm telling you there's hope in this place uh, and there's grace in this place uh, and the mercy of God is in this place. I've got the oil and I've got the wine. If you'll let me pour it into your wounded spirit uh, and bind up your wounds, uh, God will restore you to the way you were before and he'll do it in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, somebody praise him right now. Come on, somebody praise him right now. Hey, man, I'm closing. I'm closing. He came into his own and his own received him not. They rejected him. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He was an outcast. In their eyes, he was nothing more than just another dog, Samaritan. But I find that it's usually the dogs that rescue the other dogs. It's usually the wounded that rescued the other wounded. We didn't come in here today with priestly robes and crowns and royal scepters. We're We're not here wearing an ephod looking down our pious noses. We are here this morning to reveal to you the identity of the Samaritan. His name is Jesus. He's the only one with the oil and the wine. He's the only one that is, that is able to bring us to a place of recovery. It was called an inn, but it represented the church. You didn't wind up here by accident today. Jesus came and visited you in your ditch. Jesus, while everybody else has been passing by on the other side of the road, Jesus came to where you were. Don't think that you woke up this morning and said, I'll just come to church. No, no. Somewhere while you were sleeping last night and somewhere in the wee hours of the morning here today, 
grace and mercy came to your address and said, I can pull you up. I can lift you up if you'll let me. I know you're wounded. I know you're crippled. I know you're limping. I know you're embarrassed because you've been walking naked. I know they took your raiment. I know they stripped your dignity. I know they took everything that you had. But just a little ways away, if you'll just put your arm around my shoulder here, let me carry you into the inn. There's somebody there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave with you two pence. I'm going to leave with you something that will carry you through, but I'm going to put some people in charge of you that will make sure that your wounds are bound up. And when I come again, because I'm coming back, I'm not only going to repay the innkeeper, but I'm going to repay you for everything that you've lost in this world and in the world to come. I'm going to give it all back to you. Jesus is the great restorer. He's the great heart mender. He's the way maker. Oh, I'm preaching right now. Come on. Grace and mercy found you where you are. And all you have to do is say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to take you by the hand. And I'm climbing up out of this ditch. I wish that somebody would make up their mind here today that you're tired of living in the ditch. You're tired of being an outcast. You're tired of being stripped by the side of the road. Come on, praise him right now as you stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him praise. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on, somebody open your mouth and begin to praise him right now. If you've been in a ditch, I want you to praise him. Hallelujah. The hand of God is reaching for you right now. You've been empty. You've been destitute. You've been lonely. You've been isolated. You've been cut off from the world. I'm preaching to somebody today. Grace and mercy's reaching. In the name of the Lord, would you pray with me right now? Would you pray with me right now? I feel, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the Lord reaching right now. I feel grace and mercy in this place right now. Now I'm preaching to somebody. Right now the Lord said, now go and do thou likewise. I want you to take somebody by the hand and don't even think about it and head toward this altar. Come on, I want you to take somebody by the hand. I want you to be bold enough to say, come on, we're going. We're going right now. I've got the oil. I've got the wine. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we pray that your mercy, God, we pray that your grace reach down and get a hold of somebody. In the name of the Lord, come on, go and do that likewise. I need a Samaritan in this place to get a hold of somebody and say, come on, we're going to the end. We're going to the place of safety. We're going to the refuge. In the name of the Lord, regardless of who you are, there's mercy in this place. Come on. Just come. Just come. Come on. Just come. Don't hesitate. Just come. Don't think about it. Just come. In the name of the Lord Jesus, oh God, right now. Pray. Come on. Pray. Come on. Pray with somebody. Our ministers are coming through right now, praying, praying for the lost. 
Praying for the cold saint. Praying for the saint of God. Praying for the backslider. Whoever the Lord leads them to. In the name of Jesus, oh God, I worship you. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Oh my God, I praise your name. I praise your name. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Pray with somebody. Pray with somebody. Pray with somebody. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the mercy of God reaching for somebody. Pray for yourself, pray for somebody around you. 